0: Minneapolis City. The Post Goals! Yeah. A goal? the People's Pitch Podcast. Brought to you by Summit Brewing Company.
1: Welcome to The People's Pitch, the official podcast of the still undefeated Minneapolis City SC. Zero as, losses. Zero losses. Zero losses. As always, I am Nate. I'm joined as usual by my co-host, John. Hello. John, we're like the Method Man and Red Man up in here because we are just riding high after the big victory this weekend.
2: Um, do I really have to say anything other than we are who, who we thought we were <laughs> uh, to you know, to give a shout out to our, our our Denny Green? Denny Green, front of the show. Front of the show, <laughs> of the sh- oh, of the Denny, show Denny Green. Green. Um, the staff ha- has had a plan of hitting our stride in June, and well, we're in June. Um, it feels we- like we hit our stride a little earlier than they expected. Which is yeah, that. but it's more of like getting the engine started, because we find getting everybody in, in the house and whatnot. So it's June, we're one point out of first place with the game in hand, starting to act like a team... Guys joking around, there's nicknames being started outside of just Goose. Nice. Um, And uh, look out, PLA. Yeah, we're coming. About ready to hit the second half of our our schedule. So if I were those guys we played the first time, I'd watch out. Be a little worried. Yeah. So today
1: we've got a full plate of soccer goodness serving up uh, ahead of a super full weekend of soccer. So first we want to recap our total curb stomping of United, the United Reserves. Uh, we're going to take a look at Cedar Crapids ahead of our Game 1 <laughs> doubleheader, or the Game 1 of our doubleheader, and we're going to talk about some movement in the roster and then uh, start to predict how the team's going to handle two soccer matches in 24 hours. That seems mm-hmm. aggressive. Yeah. Um, so we've got roster moves and additions. We've got a reserves recap. Um, we got some game thoughts from man of the match, Andy Laurie. uh Which is get,
2: always is entertaining.
1: He's, he's a great interview. He really is. <laughs> um, the PLA <laughs> recap from the weekend, there are some games that... That affected our standing, which is nice. And then previews
2: and before the road trip. All right. Well, like like Nate said, we had, you know we had some roster moves. So roster moves typically were just like sweet. We just signed like this guy and that guy. Well, this week we have uh, some takeaways from the player pool. Um, some names that you are probably interested um, interested in um, either before the season started or are familiar with from. Um, you know, from the beginning of the year. Uh, but we said goodbye to two players. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Raheem Omar and, and Manny Akushian um, have left the team. Um, you know, I think it was more so based on uh, the system and the style of play that the coaching staff wanted and, and those guys. Um, there were others that maybe quickly adapted to the style that uh, worked best for the team. Yeah. And uh, and these guys aren't bad at soccer. So it's not like that. They weren't they weren't like jerks in the locker room. Like, Um, Things just didn't work out. They weren't getting a lot of playing time. And like any player, um, either you fight for that playing time with the team you're on or you potentially look for a new team. So uh, both of them have left. They're both stand-up guys. They've been officially released, um, and they're free to join other clubs. So we wish them the best of luck, and thank you for being with us. Um, And uh, hats off to you for being part of the inaugural uh, signing class. So put that on your resume. Um, As far as additions go, so we take two away – and we, we add three. So um, a couple of these guys um, are new, and then one guy's kind of a kind of a. – He's been around. Yeah, he's been around. And when I say his name, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy, if you do listen to the show. Um, so the first guy is Lance Gaspar. Lance Gaspar is a junior outside defender from the University of Dayton. He was actually with us when we played in Des Moines against the Menace as a trial and showed pretty well in, in Des Moines. Didn't really know a lot of the guys he was playing with. Um, but he's been at training for a couple weeks now. He's he's a local guy from Lakeville, so he you know he's a MTA. He was part of that MTA class like of two years. It just kicked out like future prospects. Yeah. <laughs> so he he's back into the mix. Like I said, solid outside back. Um, he'll he'll help I think shore up the back line. We have uh, a suspended AO. So and there's. Um, meant some talk about Ao maybe not even making the trip and, um, or meeting us in Milwaukee because mm-hmm. he clearly can't be you know be on the on the roster because he got his third yellow card in the last match, so he's suspended for one game, um, which it was his own fault. And I have a story I can get into um, later on that, but um, <laughs> he'll help shore up the depleted backline. You it, look for him to be a guy like Chapman to fight this week for for the outside back spot because right. we can always switch Ba over his side. We could even put guy like. Um, like AJ at center back and move like any one of the two of those guys, like Elder, or I'm sorry, Ingle or um, or Trey, they can move around too. But you want to try to keep those guys together. Yeah. So it's it's nice having another outside back option in, in the mix. So um, interesting stat about Lance, and I, I kind of shot this to, to Nate. He was in ESPN Magazine for scoring um, eight goals in one game as a junior or sophomore in high school. <laughs> yeah, down in Mankato. Down in high school, I think. Yeah, down in Mankato. So he um, – yeah, he was now he's not a forward anymore. So uh but smart smart player. He grew, and, up. grew up. He got yeah, big. Yeah, he grew up. Yeah, he's like 6-1 now. <laughs> and he's uh he's an outside back and and you know the funny thing is a lot of younger forwards translate to Outside defenders as they get they get older they move back yeah you
1: just got to keep that speed they kind of probably like that
2: right and then, yeah, then of the and game. better on the ball mm-hmm. and want to attack but also willing to defend mm-hmm. so um, so anyways that's Lance um, he looks to join the team right away um, as far as um, eligibility to play so I, you know I'd be I mean man I'd be surprised if he doesn't make the roster for at least one of the two games um, this weekend uh, the other person like we mentioned was Tim Willis Tim's grown ass man from Portland Oregon. Uh, by way of Carleton College, and he's a member of our um, our men's amateur side, Stegman City, uh, from the parent club, Stegman's. Um, he's been in the team with trials and training. He's been in and out of stuff. We talked about him like the guy's just a lunch pail guy. Punches in, punches out. Um, he's good locker room presence. Not going to cause any problems there. Doesn't have attitude. Just wants to play some soccer. So um, you know he he'll he'll go up top if we need him to. Um he can also play withdrawn in the in the hole there if if we decide to have um go you know maybe three across or or um you know two up top but one one down a little deeper to to get the ball and to, to work off of the center mid so uh we know tim uh the league doesn't but they will um and the last player is uh luke Hackinson. um luke is another d a man boy um who's just a boss <laughs> and we call him a man boy because he's he's like the the attacking field player version of. Our our current man da man boy Duncan All right. who's just like a built ass kid you're we like God look at this guy like <laughs> you you are like th- solid and large for an eighteen year old but Luke is um one of the be- one of the better players coming out of the academy system right now goes to Shattuck St Mary so we actually matched up against him when we were playing at Shattuck oh and, okay um, great movement like I said size um, he's got some speed for his size can. Can pull off a shot with both feet. He played up top, but uh, he can also play central midfield. So I, I assume we can maybe use him as um, as kind of a more of an attacking yeah, mid. Attack, yeah, more of an attacking mid because he's super smart. Um, but he's a, he scores tons of goals for Shattuck, and I believe he was within like the the top five recruits. I Might have even been the number one recruit out of Minnesota this year. As as he's a four-star guy. He's a four-star guy, and he's going to uh to Creighton, yep. which is And that's Big
1: East. and that's, so that's a that's a solid coverage. And that's
2: like big time soccer. Yeah. Creighton, the, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays know how to fly, man. they're they're <laughs> they're pretty good. So um this is another ace in the in the deck for the coaching staff. What you do know?
1: you think? So, like are these signings a combination of these guys kind of sniffing around late?
2: We talked um, about one guy who had academy ties who was kind of sniffing around. Yep,
1: and then but also like the need to pad the roster ahead of this doubleheader we want to make sure we're not short uh, i think it's a little,
2: a little bit of both but yeah. luke luke won't be available until the da season's over okay so um, they unlike minnesota thunder academy uh, made the playoffs and they <laughs> they they continue to move forward Shattuck
1: will no, yeah they're not going to give him a release if he's a four star dude
2: right so they yeah exactly so they they move forward in the playoffs and actually you know good luck to them represent the the state Uh, in the, in the DA playoffs, but he'll come back, uh, probably end of June, early July. Mm -hmm. So we'll have him for a full month and, uh, it'll be perfect for him to get ready for school. But like all the guys coming in, they got to fight for their playing time. So, um, uh, so welcome to those three, the three new boys. Um, and you know, goodbye to the, the two guys who are with the team and best of luck. So, and best of luck to the three new guys coming in. So all of them can be used. I think, uh, one of them for sure will be used this weekend.
1: Uh, we've got, so I want to talk about the game on Friday, John, you couldn't make it no. to see the the Derby against United, United Reserves.
2: No, but here's the thing. So I went to a wedding for some dear friends of ours mm-hmm. and
1: you were like the guy in the ESPN live commercials where you're like looking at your phone
2: in church, just like the I insufferable ass. <laughs> I wasn't actually in church. I was at the reception. Oh, okay. And, 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 That's better. And being the dear friends they are of ours, they put two tables of all their friends the furthest away from their family as possible. Because they, cause they know we were, what's up. And we were right in front of the bar. So <laughs> I could watch the game. I watched the whole thing on my phone. That's I had nice. people around me like, oh, what soccer game is this? And I was like, Minneapolis City. You guys got to see this. It's awesome. So, and, um, you know, we'll get into what happened in the game and I'll kind of elaborate a little more on, on uh, a few things that I saw. But I watched... Almost the so you have time. seen it. I've seen I've seen all, all of it right. up so until I, after um, the third goal by Ike Forsgren. That's fine. And then I was like, it's 3-0. Game over. Game over. You know, now I'm going go to go back get to Get a head start to the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. i got to you know, <laughs> give uh, give props to the
1: father of the bride for his speech. You know? So the, the main takeaway from this game is just goals on goals, man. We had a brace from Andy Laurie and just just... Still filling up that bucket. Just a screamer to the upper right from, from young Ikey Forsgren.
2: Right. And the funny thing about this, the thing is, Ikey had three touches all game. Yeah. And I, I rewinded and went back. Um, because he only, I mean, he came on late, right? He came on like in like yeah, the 83rd uh, minute. 83rd minute. Yep. And he scored in the 89th. So his three touches were in, in this order one to win the tackle, two to set up the shot, and three to put it just screaming into the back of the net <laughs> from like 30 yards away. Yeah. And then the kind of celebration was kind of shoulder shrug, like yep that happened mm-hmm. yeah uh, going love... back across the river Woodbury United
1: <laughs> there was so much po- so many positive things in this game that uh, it's going to be hard to sound like we're not just kissing ass yeah. but first of all Goose first goal Goose draws the penalty and it's it was an almost identical play yep. to the penalty that he set up against the Croatians um, same it was almost the exact same spot in the box. Exact same approach. And, and it wasn't like a dive, down. like
2: he's always doing that. No, the and guy he, took
1: him down in almost the exact same way.
2: Right. And, yes. Before that even happened, though, like, he had a sitter that he should have finished. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll talk about that in a sec. Right. But it was just like, Goose is um, dangerous in the attack. Yes. And he, and I wanted to, when when we were kind of going through the show notes and you, you put that down here that, um, you know, he got fouled exactly the same spot, I was like, I don't want people to think that he's just he's diver. a diver. No, nope. he's not because he's getting hit like three, four times, mm-hmm. and most of the times it's all yellow cardable offenses. And this time he just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and yeah, and
1: can't stop the goose. Sweet so Andy Laurie converting that penalty, and then he converted again on the other end of the field, or then he converted again one on one, and then Ike added the icing, like you said, just um, you know a three touch banger. It was great.
2: And I, I actually talked to Andy on Saturday a little bit at, about the the second goal. And he said that he, he was very familiar with the back line because he used to train with those guys. Okay. So he knew, like, the tendencies of the guy that was guarding him. And it just, like, everything kind of lined up where he could turn and be able to get himself open for the shot because he knew what the guy was going to try to do to him. Yeah. So he just kind of reversed the role of all the stuff that he used to do in training and did the opposite. And, and That's good scouting. Yeah. Great scouting.
1: We were. I, th- I feel like it was so. We were so close to making this a five nothing, six nothing game. Absolutely. Um, like you said, Goose whiffed on what would have been a no doubter He was about three yards from the goal. Yeah. Um, goalkeeper was caught on the left side, and he he had a nice run coming in on the right, and then just it might. I don't know if it was field the field situation after it been raining all day. Sometimes um, just a little bumpy. Goal. Bounce goes weird, and he. Whiffed hard, but it, it would have been it would have been a no doubter.
2: There was actually a guy in his back too. It wasn't like he was like just standing there. Right,
1: I mean he he, have, he didn't have all the time in the world. He, he was definitely have, running at the ball. He and, might
2: have heard footsteps too, because yeah. like there the goal he was there. Center back slid over, so any number of things that could have happened. But at the end of the day, it didn't go in. Yeah, and it, and it could have.
1: I don't know if you saw any other opportunities, but I know I I made a note that Matthew Guay was. Had a breakaway about the 56th minute or something, where mm-hmm. he was brought down from behind. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was close. It could have been a call. Could have kind of
2: like a shirt pole. Like, yeah, that's what down. it felt like. A like pull, yeah, and... he
1: went down and that was it. But I watched it. I watched it. You said <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know, but it was just like they. I don't think they were ready for us. Um, more solid goalkeeping from Matt Elder. Um, right. So he would, who now has the lowest goals against average in the league at one. One goal, goal allowed, allowed in allowed three, three games. games. Yeah. So
2: I mean, he's done nothing to lose his spot. Um, but with back-to-back games, I definitely think of the road trip goalkeeper is probably the only spot that could take playing two games in a back-to-back. Yeah. But um, you know, I think you want to we'll, mix it up. I think we'll see Duncan for one of the one of the games. I mm-hmm. don't know which one, but I,
1: I feel like we'll see him. Especially if you're gonna, if the kid's gonna travel, you know, to right? Cedar Rapids
2: and then all the way to Milwaukee. You got to give him some playing time. Right. But I mean, he's getting Matt's getting what he deserves. He's, yeah. I mean, and it's. It's not 100 percent all Matt. It's also the defense, but he he's doing his job. He's making them great saves. He's challenging hard, and uh, you know I think I
1: kind of talked about it when we talked to Andy uh, in the shed, but he's definitely vocal back there, and mm-hmm. that's that's good. He's helping. He's well, helping organize. He's
2: organizing the back four that are protecting him, mm-hmm. or back five if you have count AJ mm-hmm. um, or whoever plays in that role. So um, you know he's doing he's doing a great job. He's showing Duncan, and we're going to talk a little bit about the goalkeeper situation later. But he's showing Duncan like the intangible things that Duncan um, needs to learn as he gets older, and I'll talk about the difference between the two later.
1: Yeah, so we went up against this reserve squad that looked totally ineffective. Yes, I mean no no cohesion. Uh, they, they kept their line and, and they kept their lineup in for most of the game, which blew my mind. Like if nothing's working and you're down two nothing in you know the by the 60th minute or whatever, why not? Why not mix it up?
2: Right. And here's the thing. The only too. sub was that O'Brien guy. Right, which who I joked on Twitter as I was watching the game. I was like, he better be injured or he should quit soccer for getting subbed off a ha- before halftime. Yeah, he was
1: definitely he was definitely injured. Yeah, I
2: yeah, I saw it later and then I tweeted back and was I like, think
1: he had some friends, they were sitting right in front of me, they were like, Oh no, I hope hope it's not his hamstring and then the girl's like, No, no, that's his knee. It was the best, like the best Jersey Chaser conversation ever <laughs> had. Like you girls both know like yeah. his health
2: situation. Thanks for buying a ticket, ladies. <laughs> um No but as far as what I could tell on the stream, um, you know, in 1080p HD, um, was that uh, they looked unprepared. Mm-hmm. Like, even in warm-ups, because you get a couple minutes of the stream, you can see guys moving around. They looked unprepared. The coaching staff looked disconnected as far as who was doing what before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them wore cleats the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, total pro move, right? Where cleats uh, on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but all joking aside, they weren't able to ever adapt to what we were throwing at them. And we changed – you could see us. We changed us, it up. We changed it up multiple times throughout the game. And it and you could just see every time we came with an attack, head down, like just just discouraged on, on the field. And they had a, co- a complete lack of ability to change what they were doing, whether it was personnel or it was formation or even just – tactics as what to do when you get the ball. It was the same thing every single time. And our center backs, like when they started going they finally started to go along a little bit because Whitney Brown is really good at soccer and he provided really the only thing. And I mean, like we talked about um, Javi Alacantra, who everyone said how he was like this this wonder kid, next best thing center midfielder, but he looked he didn't do anything against Samwell or or AJ or or Wexler. So yeah, it's like,
1: some, and his soccer hair was terrible. Terrible, 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 soccer flow. Hair. flopping around flopping in the back around, like a yeah. like a weird rooster comb.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. I
1: mean, I mean <laughs> hey, if that's how you want to, hey, let's judge not get personal here.
2: <laughs> um, but they just didn't have anything, so it was like every time something swung in our favor, it was like, "crap, let's just batten down the hatches and hope the goalie makes a save." And the go- the goalie, kept them like in a couple times from clear cut goals. Yeah,
1: it's interesting you say that. Um, First of all, because the goalie was one of their bright spots, despite the scoreline, and I think that the lack of communication and the lack of uh, cohesiveness was really clear on times when, like, he would have have the ball on like a, a drop, like a, every saved it or either either yeah, drop ball or whatever, out, really. and and the guys are kind of taking their time walking up, and he's getting ready, like trying to move the game along, yeah. and a couple of the guys in midfield would kind of call back to him, like, "Come on, man, just wait for us to get up," like. I couldn't believe what I was right. hearing. It was like, and we don't have a big field. No, so it's like so. Like, just get your lazy jog, ass on the field. <laughs> jog up a little bit, man. Um, also, as far as the, the organization goes, you're right. Like, didn't even feel like the coaches were very prepared. The organization was not prepared. It felt like they just pulled these guys out of a hat. Um, you know, in the afternoon, because you know we get the roster sheet ahead yeah. of time so we can announce who the starters are, and it's yeah. like it's just typed last names. Um, usually, we get the full name with a number, but the numbers were all written in handwritten. It was just like. Kind of pe- – it felt like it was just like – Like I mentioned before. They just threw it out
2: last minute. You mentioned before. It looked like their reserve – they're going to be going to the MLS soon as an organization. They have got, they got to create reserve a reserve system that that aligns with their – the fact that they're going to the highest level of U.S. soccer. Yeah. And they don't have much time to do it. Starting now with like a hodgepodge like afterthought is, is stupid. Yeah. And I mean like – I even you know, I, I don't wanna throw Mr. Wexler under the bus, but we we talked a little bit on Saturday too when I when I saw him, is that because um, he played for them. And oh. he said, you know, like he's like, Yeah, you know, we had like coach buses and like room like nice rooms and stuff, but that was like parent team cash, right? For the guys who actually did travel. Mm-hmm. But they would sometimes travel with eleven guys and like not a no goalkeeper, so a guy had to like just run in the goal. What? Right, exactly. Right. We're like we, we, we have like thirty guys just killing each other it's to travel. Right, it's it's embarrassing, but it's like you know, part of the reason why someone like Ben, who's, who we found out today, was also in the, um, the team of the week. Again. Yeah. The third, the third team of the week, second time for himself. Um, Andy Laurie getting snubbed. That was yeah, there weird. was a snub. It was a snub, but that, that's fuel. That's fuel for him. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Ben said when I, when I interviewed him in, in Des Moines, it was like the organization of our club versus theirs and like how well we, we like prepare things. And how we, we, we cross our T's and dot our I's on everything we do from branding to signing players to, to our travel to, you know, everything, our trainings. Um, it's just different. And it's just like, what? these guys, like, they got to get together. And it shows on the field. It's, and they have good players.
1: Yeah. Right? It's almost like they don't have a professional organization above them that, you know, has maybe a staff member or two that can help out. Right. Come or on.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like a billionaire owner. Yeah. Could just be like, all right, here's a hundred grand. Do
1: something. <laughs> do something with it. Uh, one other guy. So we talked about Wex, who had a great game and got Player of the Week honors, um, along with Abdallah Ba again, right? Yeah. Yep, yep so that's cool. Um, and then, of course, Andy Laurie, who we feel is the man of the match, or at least I do.
2: Oh, yeah, at 100%. Uh, like, he's man of the match for us.
1: I want to bring up, I want to bring up AJ Albers because yep. I was, I've been watching him a lot over the last couple of weeks, and I feel like he's always – Two steps away from just bailing someone out with just and just kicking the shit out of the ball. Like if it looks like it's about things are about to get out of hand, it looks like the attack is building. It feels like oh, all of a sudden there he is, boom, boom, ball's gone.
2: Yep, um, which he reads the game so well.
1: I, yeah, he, for a big dude, he is all over the field.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's got an engine. Yep, he's got a Will Kid type engine. <laughs> and uh, there were a few times when he was carrying the ball up into the attack uh, that I would have liked to see a shot or two from him. Like I want to mm-hmm. see some long range. Long-range bombs because there was nobody challenging him. Right as he moved as he moved towards the box, and I think he was looking to kind of dump it off to someone that might have been in a better position,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: try to you know catch someone by surprise. I want to see,
2: I want to see what kind of a what kind of a leg cannon he's got. <laughs> just the beast from the <laughs> east just letting her fly. Yeah. Um. You know I think. I think there's a couple things that that, move, that build into why you saw that. One, surface. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ's not only just uh, an engine that can cover ground. He's a smart player, and he's and in the position that he's at, it's similar to position that I've played like, most of my life, being in front of that back four. And when you get into ta- the attack a little bit, um, if you make a mistake there, your defense is on its heels. So I think some of it might be, I'd rather lay it off and just... Anchor this keep down control, yeah. and keep and keep control versus you know I'm just gonna let this thing fly and see what happens. But you're right, it, we have to vary that up a little bit. But I think it's probably surface mixed with just being cautious. Um, I don't know um, at what point in the clock you you saw that at if it was like middle of the game or like we had, we were already up by two or yeah. what or it was the third goal cause the third goal's in and. Yeah, you're letting that thing. Flow. It was definitely
1: first half that I was that I was observing. Yeah, it, I, I think was maybe kinda he was kind of getting a gauge
2: on things. But um, you know, I'll text him before the next match and tell him he's got our permission to have a green light from <laughs> the parking a lot. The puppet master. Yeah, <laughs> text him, text him beforehand. But yeah, I think better surface, um, different circumstances. Uh, plus, once we give him the green light, yeah, he might
1: let it rip. He might let it rip. So you you got to talk to some players. Otherwise, um, kind of catching up with them over the weekend. Once you got back from your wedding, how, how are they feeling about well, the I talk, team and about the, the game?
2: I talked to a couple guys. you know, I already mentioned. I talked to Andy a little bit, um, and I, I, I talked specifically to to Steve, uh, who made his debut, and then Nate Engel a little bit about the back line to see what, kind of what was what, what he's been thinking now that we're you know we've we almost had three clean sheets in three games, which mm-hmm. have been awesome. I mean, we're we're one calamity of three errors in a row to be having three clean sheets yeah. and not being scored on. I mean, the only team, I mean, there's only one other team that has like less than three goals being scored on them. I mean, three seem, kind of seems standard for all the good teams. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to have any bulletin board material for United Reserves. I doubt any of them ever listen to us. But if they are, I don't want it to like, <laughs> seem like we're taking a big crap on them all the time. Um, but let's just say that our guys were really confident that that United offered really little throughout the entire game, yeah. and that's coming from the field level, like guys who are you know busting their behinds to try to beat a team, and then they were like, "These guys aren't even trying," mm-hmm. um, or they were arguing with each other. I don't know if they, you. If well, you heard that's that, what but, I was saying. Yeah, you know, the midfield arguing with at their, each with other. The keeper. Um, and they said, you know, it, it could have been much worse. Um, but what that says to me is, uh, if we fit, we need to start finishing all of our chances mm-hmm. as these guys get get you know get further in their careers whether this is the highest level they're going to get or there's another level or even two or three levels above that they're going to play some of these younger guys the guys in attack if you don't finish your chances at those levels every time you get one or at least put it on target and let the goalie make a save you don't play you get dropped down to the lower level so i think we need those guys understood you know we gotta be a little bit more ruthless on the attack and finish our chances yeah. and like step on some throats early. And I think Abdallah kind of said it two two games ago when we interviewed him. He's like, "I'd like to see us put games away early." And we kind of did this one. We, we scored two goals and we're like, "All right, guys, you know we can ease off." Yeah, it would have been nice to. It's do a it's says. a slow bleed, but it would have been nice to mess those guys up like five six nothing <laughs> and just be like, "What what? That's just how we do." Mm-hmm. Um, but so they they like I said they were very, fairly confident in the fact that. They need to be better, and it wasn't as good as we could have played. And we at, at our, not our best, we were clearly head and shoulders better than them. Yeah. Um, but as far as what Steve said, it was really great for him to kind of make his debut, um, especially against cross-town rivals. And, and he said, too, like, I've, I've played against a lot of those guys before, and like, some of those guys are academy guys that were older than him. And being an 18-year-old, he's like, these guys really didn't offer a whole lot that was scary. So that's coming from a uh, kid in high, who just graduated high school saying, like, those guys weren't scary. So he's not afraid of them. So why should any of the guys who have experience be afraid of them? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the back line goes, um, which I was really interested in talking to Ingle about, was, you know, what's, what's happening back there now? And he said, you know, they were looking to minimize the chances that United got. And they totally did that, right? And I said, well, tell me about what, how, how that kind of happened. And it was more so like they're understanding each other's tendencies and they're getting used to like, okay, this guy's going to do this. So I need to cover him here. So we're starting to hit that stride in June like we were talking about earlier. And, and the, the back line in particular is very stingy. And it's being – like I said before, also it's being organized by Elder. Yep. They're just, they're just in sync we can get our
1: back line figured out in three games, but Arsenal takes a whole season to figure it <laughs> out. Know? That makes me really mad. <laughs> so um. I, uh, I snagged man of the match. I snagged Andy right afterwards for a quick interview. Um, he had some really good really good stuff to say, and I talked to him a little bit about the game, a little bit about co- what's coming up this weekend. So let's, uh, let's take a listen to that. Yeah. It's going to be a treat, folks. <laughs> All right. I am here with Minneapolis City striker Andy Laurie. Andy, first two goals of the season today, man. Adding to the buckets, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that?
0: It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, against Minnesota United, so I definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, for sure, rivalry game. We finally had some nice weather, so it was sweet.
1: First goal was a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about your thought process when you line up for that down
0: the middle. That's I just always whack it down the middle as hard as I can. Almost close my eyes and seventy-seven percent of penalties. Go in, get it down the middle. That's what I was going to say. That's what I heard is you just yeah. got to pick one, two, or three. It was cold and calculated.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. So second goal, you were out on the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, were, you were kind of kind of had your back to the goal, and yep. you made a quick move and just laced it in there. Yep. Had, had that been something you've been working that guy the whole game? Or? Uh,
0: every time I've got a guy on my back, I do a step overturn. <laughs> Literally every time. <laughs> if I'm trying to beat him, I do a step overturn, and I, I got him. And, uh, no, I just caught it, caught it with the laces and the toe down, so it was great. The secret's out. Yeah, no, it was. If if other teams listen to our podcast, now they know. Yeah. I don't think
1: anyone has the patience to listen to this. I'm sure they do. (laughs) Hey, uh, you and Matthew had some really great interplay, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as kind of trading back and forth. Talk to me about how you've developed that that relationship Mm -hmm. over the last three games.
0: Yeah, no, it was funny. He was just talking at, uh, coming at halftime, he's like, just stay close to me when I get the ball wide. And I'm like, okay. But uh, that's—I mean—we've only played together with practice and games probably like seven times, mm-hmm. so it, it takes a while. And so you, I think you start to saw it today, where we're really starting to understand. Okay, if he does this, this is what I do. And we—I re- thought that second half we were really like making some stuff happen. So it was fun. I was fun. I was just smiling out there because you could—you when you feel that chemistry, that's kind of one of the best feelings. That's good. I mean, can you have could see out it. There. Yeah. You could
1: see it. So that's great. Uh, Matt did a great job. Matthew did a great job oh, on, on his him, yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're talking about maybe one goal, one goal allowed so mm-hmm. far over three games. Yep. Um, he's definitely the leader on, on the defensive side yep. as far as as far as that goes. But you were very vocal mm-hmm. on the offensive side. Yep. How do you feel your role is evolving uh, uh, as far as that goes?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm 27, so I, I have to, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to. No, I, I don't mind talking, so I just I, I feel like I'm a little bit more of the cheerleader, like the rah-rah. I'm uh, just telling, yeah, just trying to help out guys. I've played for a while, so it's, it's my job to, to do that. So right it's kind of fun.
1: So next week uh, we're on the road. We've got a doubleheader Friday mm-hmm. night, uh, Saturday afternoon. Yep. What's your approach going to be? That's going to be a lot Boy, of soccer in the weekend. It's going to be crazy.
0: I, I don't know what Keith is going to do just, I mean, based on numbers. Do you play the same team twice in a row? Do you mix it up and stuff? So it just depends. Um, I mean, the important thing will be that if, if, if we can somehow get a couple goals in the first half of that first game, that would be huge and, and rest guys the second game or make sure no one's playing 90 minutes or as few people as possible are playing 90 minutes because you can't really play 90 and not maybe as a defender but and a goalie but no no midfield and forward can you go 90 90 and play great i don't think right so i mean the good thing is we've got a great squad and i mean you could see when we made some subs guys stepped up and got it done so i mean if we we make changes we'll be fine
1: now that uh now that we're three games in we've done as good as we can expect against probably the best team in our division mm-hmm. how do we uh What's your what's the outlook on the rest of the season?
0: Yeah, I think it's really positive. I, I, I mean I, I felt like in preseason we had a good team. There were so many different guys in, so you're wondering like when are we gonna get to play together consistently? And so this is this I felt like was the second game we had pretty much the same team out there in a row and you started to see that the chemistry I think. We created a lot of chances. When you're creating chances it shows the guys are playing well together. So eh, and just seeing what the league's like. And yeah. now that we've seen half the team, so I think we were undefeated, so it says we're in. We can compete for this. No, so hopefully no we can make it to Toledo in the top two. All
1: right, man. Last question. Uh, speaking about ke- speaking of chemistry. Yeah. Uh, who are some of the guys that you're really feeling like are clicking? Uh, three games in.
0: Like in on the field. Yeah. On the, the field. On the field. Off the field. Uh, I mean,
1: obviously friendships are going to be forming, yeah, yeah. but on the field, who's who's really well, who's thought, really clicking?
0: I, I mean. I, Humble brag, but I thought the front three, Goose, and yep. Gway and I thought we, this game especially, we really started to find some rhythm, and they're understanding what I'm trying to do when I get the ball, and I'm usually looking to play it in behind, and they run off. And, uh, so that was good, and I think the back line, uh, you know, they gave up just a couple of chances, and I think there's some good organization there. They played together now. Uh, yeah, I, it's... It's all—it's all kind of—it's of all together. good. It's a coming together. I mean, but that's what happens when you win. Everything's good, and if if we turn around next week and lose, then everything will be bad. So that's true. It's a, a game of extremes, but right now it's good.
1: Cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Great Let's work out there. You. Thank you. Yeah. And there it was—a treat. Delightful. Thank you so much to Andy for uh, taking a second out of his out of his post game ritual to, to chat with me. <laughs>
2: What's this post game ritual? I don't know. Taking taking a shower and going home. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess (laughs) cleaning his body. (laughs) I just want to. I just want to point
1: out that I got the first interview, and then the reporters started to clamor for Andy because i him talking talking to our guy Kyle. He's been. He was talking to yeah. So yeah, first interview. That was an exclusive. Yep. Yeah, it was. (laughs) But that was it, man. I think uh, you know that'll wrap up our coverage of our United Reserves game. If you weren't there, you really missed out. And I hope that you know. The, the sun came out for us. The rain dried up. It looked great. The angels were singing, and we destroyed. Yeah. I can only assume it was the, that we're, it, the same thing will happen it was the, on the 18th when we come back
2: home. The 11 horsemen from hell just rolled through <laughs> and just screwed up those reserves. How did we call the reserves all the time? It's just like your second best. Yeah. You're not the first team. You're yeah. the you're the other guys. Yeah, um, anyways, so PLA recap. Yeah, some stuff happened. Uh, just weird stuff happened. Okay, yeah. so let's start with our division because usually I don't really care um, about what's happening around us unless it is in our division. So, um, but the the stuff I, I do want to kind of spend a little bit more time on is the other division, the East Eastern Conference um, this time. But in our division, Bavarians and Croatians tie two two. Bavarians miss an eighty third minute penalty kick, which sent their goalkeeper Road into the team of the week because he, he preserved the tie and got the points against the league the division. The leaders. Croatians'
1: goalkeeper is Road? Yeah. Oh they so Road is their first string and Anticop is their second string.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yep. love Anticop. Yeah. Just the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. That's a nice save, though. Same yeah, the and they streamed it. And they're actually going to be streaming our game on Sunday. So oh, you'll Good. be able to watch that game uh, online. And we're still working with Cedar Rapids. For some reason, they just like won't get back to us on it. And you know, they they can figure it they've out. Got, I mean, they've got an indoor team. That, right. right. They should right. probably right. have yeah. the capability. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like, um, here's what I feel happened in the Bavarian and the Croatians game. So both teams don't probably bring in players throughout the season. Mm-hmm. It's like... Here's our roster. These are our guys. These are our guys. If like someone just falls out of a tree and you're like, holy cow, that guy's really good. We're gonna like lock him up, right? So they've been playing each other in the Wisconsin um, amateur league. So For, they forever, have, forever, and with the same guys. Yeah. So it's like they're bound to figure each other out, right? Because they're gonna yeah, the all
1: same. these. I, I feel like all these guys might also be the product of their of their D league, their yeah. developmental league. Because yeah. you know these guys are growing up as kids. They come, or maybe they come to school in Milwaukee and they stay.
2: Right, but they're all a product of the system of mm-hmm. style that the club plays. Yep. So it's like, Croatians play a style, Bavarians play a style, and eventually you just slam these two styles against each other, like, it's just going to go back and forth. And the Bavarians, in the in the most recent history, have been the ones who were kind of taking it to them. But anyways, um, so hats off to the Croatians to get a point against the league leaders. That helps us out. So what we have to do is go on the road, um, and, we'll, and we'll basically see how things uh, go against the Rapids this week, but... Um, if we if we take the home win and then we get a result in Milwaukee, I, I think if we 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 win against the Rapids, get the three points, that immediately puts us in the first place. And then I think we get the tie or a win. Just just come out of Milwaukee with at least a point, and on the road with four points. I mean, six would be great, right? But four yeah. four out of six in Milwaukee and Iowa on that back to back with having to start two different type teams. Tough, tough. So I think that'd be, be great, um, but. Uh, it, so that's kind of our division. The other teams in the division, who cares? Madison, like, they're just giving up goals for fun right now. Um, and then, you know, the reserves, we, we are what they thought. They are what they, we thought they were. Yep. Um, so, but the other division in the East, my, my team, who I, I thought was going to be just running rough shot, Toledo. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on the East because hopefully we're going to be playing them. Right, come the end of July. So they go, they go second game in a row, one zero loss. Mm-hmm. So the the well of goals is dried up. And I actually talked to their, excuse me, in preparation for the uh, podcast today. I, uh, I kind of was messaging back and forth with their their manager and just asking you know, what the heck happened? You guys were just tuned up and ready to go, and he just said that they can't they can't do it. And their goalie who's just been standing on his head, making save after save after save for them, just keeping them in it. And he can't do it all game. Yeah. you know, like you can, you can, you can face 15 shots and let one in, and that's a great day. But it's not a great day if your team has four shots on on goal and can't score any of them. So, so that's what happened. Combination of attacking man. impotence and, and yeah. some backline problems. It sounds like right. Just like they're just falling apart. But he assured me that uh, through through tactics and or just good old fashioned coaching. They'll get their act together. Yeah. Well, what else so is he going to say? You better get them running the, running those stairs at the uh, at the stadium until they start finishing. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a little pro tip there if you're listening. Um, and the last piece is Adrià and Carpathia. The experienced teams are showing that this league is definitely not a sprint, and that uh, the the first couple games they kind of sputtered a little bit. But look who's on top of the table. The the old Croatian team and the old German team. Yep. So both of those teams are very. Um, they're very experienced, like I said, and uh, they play good soccer, and they have a long history of playing good soccer, and um, they have a style just like our, our team. Carpathia is a poor man's Bavarians, and Adria is a rich man's Okay, So it's that's what it is. So interesting to follow that, but like Aurora getting a win over um, Toledo was a surprise. I can't believe Wayne's World beat them. Yeah, right? The Borealis <laughs> steamed clams. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, so Friday, man, we're, we're taking off on the start of our road trip, and we're going to Cedar Rapids. What
2: in the heck are we going to run into down there? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad how you give me the recap, or like the previews of these teams. <laughs> it's like, okay, so... the watches it all. I know, I know, You're the know. pro. So, um, the, <laughs> the Cedar Rapids un- uh, Rampage United, which... We might as well throw in an FC or an SC there. And just
1: get every <laughs> the Los an- like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, right? California. Just throw in another another
2: name, soccer club. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. It's okay. Your are excused. So what they are? They are an outdoor team built out of an MASL team that's been around since 2015. And when we say MASL in Minnesota, we mean. Minnesota Amateur Soccer League. They're talking league. arena. Major indoor... Major arena soccer league. Yeah. Which has been changed names like a oh, thousand times. So, so arena
1: league soccer, right? League and indoor. they just... And they joined late. This They joined our league late. That's why we've got oh, these weird double headers. Yeah. Like that's why last week we saw the Croatians had a double header and one of the games was against them. Da da da. They yes. just kind of shoehorned this team into our schedule.
2: Right. And it was so we could have even divisions. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... Really, we could have probably dealt without them um, for a year. But, hey, they had the money to join the league. Let them in. And they're challenging. Yeah. They're, you know, they're a point behind us. Right. Or they're tied with us in points with the game in hand, but still. Without really having to play the tough guys yet. Yeah. Right. Nah. <laughs> points points is points, John. Points is points. Three is three. One is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what they are. So they started in 2015 in the MASL. Some of their players crossover. In fact, most of them are crossovers, except for Tozer, who plays for uh, Croatians. Yeah, he was the captain of their indoor team last year. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple guys that are really good indoor players that aren't playing for some reason I don't know, or they they're on the maybe they're on the thirty man. I don't get to see the thirty man. Yeah, I don't get to see the eighteen for the games. So I don't know. I don't know where they where they are, but. Um, yeah, like I said, they're built out of the indoor team. Um, they're very technical in tight spaces, which you would expect from a team playing in a smaller, quicker surface. Quick passing, less touches. Not afraid to be aggressive defensively because bang around in small areas like they would in indoor. Yep. Um, and they have a great forward named Gordy Gerson, and he was on the team of the week this year um, from the Chicago area. Three-time All-American at Robert Morris University. So this guy is—he's like a—he's like a, he's like a he's very much cut of the same cloth as Matthew Way. Mm -hmm. So, like, a shorter guy, built, just good on the ball, can score goals. That sounds like a Bible college started by some... Robert Morris? Yeah. Started by Robert Morris? Some guy named Robert Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, that's kind of... How they make up from an organizational standpoint and their style, from the scouting notes I got and kind of confirmed with what I saw when I did not get a chance to see them play, um, was that they play a four-two-three-one or like a three-five-two, which would make sense for a team coming out of indoor. Mm-hmm. Like put all your like good ball handling, your technical, and t- technical passers and... passes, all together, yeah, and just let them kind of figure it out. And it looks like sometimes they just kind of throw them out there and let them try to figure it out. Yeah, and, um, not a lot of change. Um, so they love the midfield with skilled players. They have a system and they just play it and they go down with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, like
2: like the captain of the Titanic. You get it? Like, it's like like, like the a twins. Th-
1: like the twins. It, their like, system is like, this is what we're gonna do and it, we're gonna lose hundred
2: games a season, but we're never gonna change it. Right. That's what they that's what that that's what they do. <laughs> um, maybe not a hundred games, but um, so they stick with their system and uh, and it just I watched and I was thinking, man. If they only changed this, like, one little thing, they'd be up right now. For sure. I'm watching this game, and i watching this one guy just get roasted all game. and they thinking just flip-flop the sides. Mm-hmm. The matchup will change. They didn't do anything. and then anyways. anyways, so from what I saw, they stick with what they have. Very athletic, good shot-stopping goalkeepers, but they're, like, indoor keepers. So they're not, like, they're, they don't fully technically... Play like outdoor keepers. Why? What's the difference? uh, Covering less ground. Oh, okay. Smaller net indoors. Yeah, smaller net indoors. So it's a lot of of good shot stopping. Not a lot of holding onto the ball. Okay, and not a lot of um, cutting off angles in a larger scale. Right. Whereas a guy coming from uh, a bigger goal down to a smaller goal probably able to cut angles off a little bit more differently i got you it's not better it's not saying one's better than the other it's, it's just, just saying different. like it's spatially yeah. so we have to get used to that so like i said great athletic shot stoppers i mean like these guys stand on their heads and do, do party tricks um very acrobatic so how what's what's our approach going to be how are we going to beat these guys so uh, we don't turn the ball over in dangerous spots, mm. which is what is has resulted in the only goal being scored against us. Yep, Turn over in dangerous spot because what will happen is they'll, the part of their system is they, they play a little higher. Um, they have that, those five to clog it up and it, keep the ball in tight spaces. But if you lose it in there, they have two, three guys they can get you rid can of it and give tw- it to. Them. Yep. So s- that's one. Um, spread them out and let the ball do the work. Let them chase you around while we keep the ball. Okay. Which is very much so Keith Kicker's... Um, effective possession style mm-hmm. so the days kind of fall right into our it's a trap <laughs> <laughs> uh, we figure them out early and we adjust the ball uh we adjust to slice them up so what we do is we figure out what works best for them and because we're very um good at adapting to different formations and styles then we we need it we need the the staff to get it on get the message onto the field and change things up to what will be more successful because they don't change yeah. so once we figure it out Kinda like of how the Bavarians did to us. They sat back, kind of figured us out, and then tried to figure out how to beat us. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to do the exact same thing to these guys, um, but we but we can probably beat them if we if we do that. Um, the last piece is find a way to open the game up and quiet the crowd. Um, that could be an early goal. It could be just pressuring them high. I think this is this has got goose written all over it. I think it's also got got like Will Kid written all over it. Just put the energy out there and let them just go at it. Let them just just take it at them and. Both defensively um, at a high line frustrate their defenders because their defenders are kind of bigger and slower. So it's, okay, let's put some speed up there, yeah, and just let these young guys buzz around them. Uh, maybe it's an t- opportunity to make, start Guey and bring on mm-hmm. or you know maybe just go with two. Like I think I think now this is a Will Kid Goose game for sure.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk about kind of what we expect to see. Yep, what the differences are going to be in a sec um, between the two games. But the second game of the doubleheader is Saturday night.
2: Croatians at Croatia, um, yeah. So this one will be a little, a little bit quicker, and you know we, we we've seen them before. We've seen them before. We're probably going to go over on this podcast because there was just so, too much to talk about. Um, but so the Croatians, they I will be hard pressed to find that they have any players that are not that were not that we didn't know about.
1: Right. Nothing. No surprises no, except su- maybe a different
2: goalkeeper. Yep. I think they're going to start the the other goalkeeper. Um, they will likely be hard to beat at home. Um, they'll come in hard on tackles. They will look to set the tone early. A lot of fouls, more than even more so than what we had there. They'll play the the home crowd, so and the and the ref a little bit. So they'll uh, they'll probably get in the book early again, like they did against us. But it'll be maybe one or two more tackles later than what the, happened. Yeah. So our guys got to be prepared to get to get uh, to get banged up a little bit. If they go up a goal, it's gonna be like a, a invitation for two. to just, gonna, a, a, just a time wasting. And they're just, just gonna park the bus. Just park the bus, time wasting fest. And we're gonna be the only other person sitting at the table. Uh, with them so it's gonna suck I'd also look for them to partner someone with Weidenbach because him alone you saw how dangerous he could be alone but he couldn't do it by himself so they might partner him with someone maybe an attack with two instead of one and, and then wingers yeah um Maybe Rampa, or maybe they move Bubba Carcilla, who I thought was going to be his partner the first time. Boobs. Maybe they maybe they move boobs up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were a betting man, I would say they're going to try to do the exact same thing against us that they did in the tie against Bavarians
1: and just hold go, out, go hold out for that draw.
2: Right. So I, I think well, not necessarily that. It's just positionally, and that, I mean that's kind of the changes they had when I was I was watching it. Um, but anyways, that's. They're going to be the same team. All right, and it's going to be the same stuff, different different place, different altitude. So the big question this weekend
1: is how do we deal with the first game on Friday night is at seven. The the game on Saturday is at four. So we're playing our team is playing two games within twenty four hours, which right. is pretty aggressive. Um, how how are we going to deal with that? How are we going to handle that? Uh, that the demands, the physical demands. I asked, I grabbed Coach Jeremy real quick after the game, um, kind of offline to see see if he had any ideas on how they would. How they would deal. They hadn't really planned <laughs> so yet. Soccer's a gift, man. Yeah, they Come hadn't on. really... I feel like they hadn't really planned for it yet. I think they're thinking about it, uh, you know, currently. They're actually meeting today,
2: I think, think talking about gonna it. They're going to try to
1: enjoy the win. Um, mm-hmm. But how many players are they going to travel with? Because, you know, if, they, if you can travel with 18 per game, you can, you don't, are they going to overload You You can, travel with, you can
2: travel with 30 guys. Oh. Only, 18 on oh. Only 18 can be on the roster. Right, okay.
1: So if you've got a roster of 18 for Friday, is that roster going to be the same for Saturday? Nope. So that's pretty sweet. So we can travel with more than more than eighteen guys and really get some uh, get some fresh legs in on Saturday, which is nice.
2: Right, and I think that you know what we're going to end up seeing is the fact that they will most likely um, have a similar lineup, um, but we we could go in with twenty-two different guys at two different. Yeah, uh, teams at start, and we'll be just fine. Two of the differences,
1: or one of the differences that we're going to probably see, I would predict that we would see from Friday to Saturday as the goalkeeper. I think, you know, the phrase, if you want to crown him, crown him, definitely applies to us. We, I feel like in preseason, we definitely crowned Duncan a little too early. We got really excited about, about his prospects, but um, you know, Matt has been great in goal, and I, I, would, I would say he is the, the starter, but we will probably see Duncan this weekend uh, just for
2: variety's sake. Right. I think so, too, because if he wasn't with the DA, he probably would have played sooner. Yeah. And they would have clearly been fighting out who's going to be the starter. So he's a little bit behind the eight ball because cause, um, Matt has played so great. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that we like, initially knighted him, but he came in highly touted after signing with UCLA. And, mm-hmm. and Matt came a different route. Like, Matt came in in our, in our invite trials, played with a different team last summer. Horrific leg injury, breaking yeah. his leg playing with the Twin Stars against Detroit FC. Um, he was a little bit more of a hard to know what he was going to bring to the table, right? Like you knew, knew what he was before that. he got injured, yeah. So it wasn't like we're going to rest on our laurels and say to um, you know, no offense to Duncan at all, is and hand the keys to the first year of the franchise, to an eighteen year old and have like no other option. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we what we're seeing is that we have is um, the goalkeeper competition within our camp is it's awesome. We have legitimately. Two solid number ones that are competing for the number one spot, and then James, who could also be a number one who's our third our third string keeper um who's you know playing his trade in the m a s l with with segments, so it's like you know that having two number ones and having the ability to do that like look at what the Croatians threw at us they clearly don't have two number ones no we do
1: yeah. Your boys – I would I, – I made this argument you didn't agree that your boys at Man United have two number ones with De Gea and Romero. Romero? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. Ru- yes. Yeah.
2: Two guys that's, that could start for their national That's team like and 1A A right. and like 2C. Yeah. But the they're other, both number one. They yeah. both have been number ones. You threw ones.
1: out two goalies that – goalkeepers from the U.S. that I
2: don't even know. Well, about. it would be like an, any international team having like four number ones. Yeah. For, like, they're all number ones on their team, and then they come in, and then they, you know, like, there's only well, one like the dudes, like, say, uh, Belgium, right? Got, you've got... Courtois. Courtois and, and Kroll. And Mignolet. Oh, Mignolet, that's right. Yeah, so you have... Kroll's like, your third. Yeah, or he's Dutch. No, Kroll's, Kroll's Dutch. So, Mignolet, I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Europe. Uh, we yeah. We got... So, we we've, the other thing <laughs> with, with Friday...
1: Weird. The yeah. other thing with Friday is we've got three guys, at least, that are kind of grown men with real day jobs. Right. Um, Andy, Laurie, uh, we've got Nate and Wex. They will they make the seven o'clock game in Krabitz? I mean, I you guess know, it depends on how they how they work things out with their place of employment.
2: Well, I mentioned it earlier. We we have enough uh, horses in the stable to to roll out two completely different elevens uh, and compete against mm-hmm. both of these teams. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, like we we know that we're going to split the keepers for sure. Yeah. so could be some holes to fill. Uh, A O Aaron Olsen, is on his
1: third yellow card. In three mm-hmm. matches, so he is suspended for the first game at least. Yeah, so he's he'll suspended be out for,
2: for it. the first game. Um, so look for him to sit that game. Who's going to step in on the right side? So we talked about Lance Gaspar. We um, there's also the ability for a guy like Brian Chapman to step up, and like he's really got to put in the work today at training and you know, on Wednesday at training. Today being Monday, recorded on Monday. Yeah, uh, this week in training, he needs to really put in the work. Um, he could be there, um, you know. at... We could switch our formation up. I don't feel do, like the the do, Yeah, I don't feel do a like that two worked out so no, well. No, but we could we could figure out another alternative and, to make it work. And we're we'll be fine. Um, you know, we, we have plenty of options out there. A guy like Hoof can play outside back. Mm-hmm. He actually in our in the in our amateur in the MASL um, the cup this weekend for Stagman City, he played left back. Okay. So he could switch over to play right back and whatever. So um, so there there's that piece, um, you know, but I do have a little bit of an AO story, which is kind of funny. So, as you know, I didn't go to the game, but I watched it online. So, I texted him before the game, and I said, you have one job to do today. Not get a card. Do not get a yellow <laughs> card. So, what did he do? He, he got mouthy, too. That's typical why. Typical aggressive AO. Yep. Wins the tackle Clean. Goes to the ground, the guy falls over him, and then the referee called it. So as the referee is calling it, what does he do? Starts mouthing off. Starts mouthing out. off and kicks the ball away.
1: There's the card. And,
2: the, and then here it comes. So I'm, I'm at this wedding, and I'm like... Damn it! <laughs> and everyone looked over at me. <laughs> and I took a screen capture, I paused it and took a screen capture of the of the referee uh, with the yellow card up. Uh, and right just, after the game I texted people. him and said, You had one yeah, no, job, and then it said the picture of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's out. Um, but he knows he did wrong and you know, it is what it is.
1: So another interesting aspect of two games in such quick succession, yeah, is we're gonna have uh two. Uh, opportunities to get some new midfield and attacking combos. We're used to seeing A.J., Wex, and Samwell. Who are some other guys that you feel could, could slot into those positions effectively?
2: Sure. Well, we talked about one guy, Hoof, who is both a central and a outside player. Okay. Uh, Engel showed it in Milwaukee. Yep. So we have those options that are already there. And then we have the addition of Steve, Ian Smith. Ian Smith. Um, who's still kind of getting acclimated, coming back um, late, thanks to the DA. Well, we've learned through that that when future players are aging out of the DA, that there's the, their availability will not be right away. So we, lesson learned, little wins, mm-hmm. teachable moments. Teachable <laughs> moments. Um, but he's a guy who, if you put him in with uh, Wexler and Samwell and, and AJ, any of those four play together... Um, he 's going to be the one that sits in front of the defense he 's not a player that gets forward. Um, we always joke with him that he 's got no tricks, so he just <laughs> no, he said, I told him you can make a career off hard tackles and five yard passes, you really can if you, yep. if you play that position and it's so funny too. if you could go back in a time machine, um, which you probably can at my parents' house and put in like a VHS of me playing at eighteen, it is Steve. wow he 's a little bit taller than I am, but same build, kind of weird, really good at tackling. Just, just a smart soccer player who does the simple things, and he would sit in front of that back line, which I mean it could push AJ up a level. Wexler and Samo can go up, can like it, it would just push kind of things up a little bit. Yeah, and AJ could play in that creative role too. Um, he's not just a, a, a big bruiser in the that shades the back line, so um, so those two guys for, for sure. Could,
1: so we He's a player that, you know, we've both been talking about we're looking forward to seeing some more minutes out of him. Mm-hmm. Um Will Kidd is another one. He got a half hour last game, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, but there was some I think we could see a little more. It was it was cool 'cause he offered this he was sneaky, man. I I would see him run up the right side and nobody's picking him up and you can and someone was able to land it like right on his chest and he was able to take off. He's got a good first thought. Yeah. yeah. Um so that'll be great to see some some more minutes out of Will. I
2: mean, you know how I feel about Will. Like Will, I feel like Will could be a right-back option. Will could be a right-wing option, a left-back option, left-wing option, center forward, put at offensive center mid. He's like Wayne Rooney. You can put him in any position, and he'll challenge to be the best player at that position because mm-hmm. he's just a soccer player, and he's smart, and he works hard. Yeah. So he's one I, I definitely think he's going to get more playing time, especially because of the – the crossover with yep. two games. I think it's going to be his time to shine. And I th- I'm not going to put heavy, heavy uh, expectations on his shoulders, but he gets more playing time. He'll create a chance either for himself or for someone else.
1: Yeah. And finally, I think um, we- I've been waiting to see Jack Miller. Yeah. I thought he'd be ready to rock, but yeah, it sounds he like he should. might be
2: hurt a little bit. Still has that knock. He should be. His ankles, uh, I'm not going to say he's got glass ankles, but uh, he got hurt like right when we first had him in a trial. And then... He's been rehabbing, and obviously some these guys don't play year round for us. They're mostly college players. So yeah, we're not going
1: to try to push them.
2: I'm not going to put. I, yeah, I'm not going to say like you need to get on the field right now because you know like um, Max isn't able to make the trip um, from some prior trial commitments for um, country trial commitments, national team trial commitments. So it's like I'm not going to say sorry, guy who's going to play f- four years at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> You have to you have to travel to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and play a, risk your career for us. P- play an indoor team that, that has an outdoor affiliate this season. Now, I'm not going to do that, um, or send him to Milwaukee and have him get kicked by a bunch of old Croatian guys. Right. You're like we're going to be smart with it. So it's like this. This could have been his trip. It really could have been. He could have helped solidify some some shaky areas that we have. He can also play across the back line, so we could have had we could have seen that work out. But um, just. Ice and Epsom salt, man. Yeah. Just soak that foot. Make it happen. Make it happen. Well, man, it sounds like uh, I'm really excited
1: to see how this weekend's going to pan out. There's just a lot of different opportunities to see, a lot of different players, and yep. a lot of different combinations, and it's going to be just an, another way to, get,
2: to learn more about our team and get excited about it. Right. It's going to be awesome. Um, but for those of you who are interested... Uh, follow us on social media, follow us on Twitter and on Facebook, and um, if, we, if there isn't a stream that goes up for either game, there should be four Croatians they are working out. They did it against Bavarians because I watched the game. Um, so we should be fine there, but I don't know about Iowa yet, but if you follow us on social media, you'll be able to check us out and we'll, we'll, um, be live tweeting the well intern down there, live tweeting, mm-hmm. um, maybe send someone down to stream, not quite sure how that works yet, but we're going to try to figure that out. Um, we might, yeah, interns are, are a great thing sometimes Be you to know, have them do the things you don't want to do, um, uh, but for also free. for free, yay. Um, so uh, but that's it. It's all we got, man. So a lot of soccer this weekend. Yeah, lots. Woo. Not to mention that Stegman's, the parent club has two teams that reached second round of the of their respective league tournaments. that are midseason. Hey, so, congrats! Thanks, man. We yeah, my team. We want to combine two games, eleven nothing. So the when, old the old boys are taking.
1: Uh, what kind of elderly men were you playing? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> a team called Mediocre Strikers yeah. man, was the second team we played. Oh, and I think it like got worse <laughs> as the, set the so tone. it was like Mediocre Strikers up top. Awful <laughs> center midfielders, decrepit <laughs> defenders, decrepit defenders, and just like kind of a good goalie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so hats off to the segments, guys. But as far as next week goes, as you know, we said it: so much soccer, so much recap. Some might say all the recap in the world. Next week, we'll cover the ins and outs of the Iowa and Milwaukee trip. Um, you know how good. We'll ask the players how great the the uh, Motel Six in Cedar Rapids, Iowa was. Uh, hopefully, no one gets bed bugs. Um, <laughs> We'll look to get some recap thoughts uh, from the guys um, on the, the actual important things um, on, on our longest road trip. So it'll be the longest one we're having unless we make the playoffs, which would be in Toledo. So um, these guys, you know, they're used to traveling, whether it's with their, their clubs or their um, their schools. So uh, they'll be used to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we should probably have a guest or two. Is there anyone you think we should talk to? We haven't maybe talked to in a while. Yeah, you know, know, I'd like to. Or... There's
1: uh, we haven't t- we haven't had the goalkeeper
2: coach in. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, we want yep, to Adam. If we can get We're kick Coach Ticker, right? we just kind of talk to him. Yeah, um, real briefly. kind of to keep. I think he kind of wants to keep us separate. Maybe we'll have a post year recap with him. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, let him kind let of, him do his of, thing. Kind of fun to get the old man in here too. Yeah, to get uh, Alan in here. Yeah, do we have do we have the clout to get Alan in the in this leather chair? We may, we may. I don't. If
2: we tell him the chair's leather. I mean, it, I think it's leather. <laughs> It's not my
1: chair. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the studio has its own <laughs> well, furniture. We'll, we'll work on them.
2: We'll Yeah, so on we'll, uh, we'll try to bring someone in. Um, all those are great options. But hey, Nate, have you heard Summit is turning 30 this year? I have. Uh, have you tried their 30th anniversary brew Keller Pils? It's a German, genuine German-style Pilsner.
1: Yeah, Dan brought some. Um, I've had some. Dan, the team photographer, share some it's with me. It's good, the, man. Delicious, right? delicious.
2: Uh, it takes me back, back a few years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, to the... The banks of the Rhine River. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, people, go get some. Or, or at least go online to summitbrewing.com and learn more about other members of their 30th anniversary series. If you want to get a hold of us, this is the, this is the hard part for yeah, me. If I know. you want to get a hold of us, and no one did last time, so maybe you email us and tell us who you want to talk to talk us to talk to, uh, who you want us to bring on. Maybe you have questions for that person that you want to have us bring on. You can do that by emailing us at... M-C-S-C podcast at gmail.com. Following us on Twitter at MPLSCitySC. Myself, Johnny Business, two N's, two Z's, two S's. Or at Mexinate, if you want to follow Nate. That's me, I'm Nate. But um, that is all for the week. I am John, that is Nate. Um, As usual, we will leave you with Go Get Em Tiger. As you think about the two PLA teams looking to get got this weekend. Uh, This is Sleep Cyclone. And as the great anchor Walter Cronkite would say... And that is the way it is. Goodbye.